Yes, people, it is Wednesday, which means it's another Echoes from the Void. And I, people, let's address the elephant in the room. As I realize, although this shit is getting created on the day it's meant to, Sometimes it's not hitting you until a little bit later. Now, this is because my computer is for for far. <laughs> yeah. So there will be times I can't type. Right? So I, I've created everything and it's just them putting together the copy for the website. So yeah. You know what I mean Sometimes Like because You know Shit gets housed on Anchor So sometimes You will see On the Anchor website There might be just One word Or something This was Literally I Yeah I couldn't I had no capacity To type So it, It's been a bit of a problem Computer crashes Right I'm, I'm using my computer Maybe A couple of hours a day It has gone insane So you know, as soon as the situation has improved, then things will get back to um, a more, you know, well, the, the regular schedule everything was on. But yeah, just a, there's just a few little. That's the problem, man. That that that's been a problem the last month, right? So shit's been late, all of that kind of thing, you know. Like, um, the news chin checks haven't necessarily always gone up. They're there. <laughs> they are just very text heavy. So, um, yeah, they're in the bank. They will go up as soon as the new computer arrives, people. But, you know, it'd be crazy. A bit like this Cosby situation, right? Because you've got the prosecutor... And the attorney, they're going back and forth for each other. But I think what is crazy about this whole situation is the fact that they're essentially saying, right? Because, you know, even the, um, you know, the attorney general, he, he came, had to come out and say that, oh, we're not saying that he's innocent. We're just saying that, you know, the, 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 you mean the other lawyer tried to pull a fast one with what they were doing, right? And they're just saying, like, you know, he wouldn't have admitted to anything if uh, he didn't think he had that deal. And I have to say to myself, right? So you might not have got the truth if it wasn't for this thing. Right, and that's the that's the most messed up situation that someone was potentially, you know, gonna lie on the stand. Right, because that's what it kind of equates to. Someone's gonna lie on the stand rather than tell the truth, and I think that's the worrying thing. Right, that that's always the problem with the law. The yeah, people, they might have done something, but they don't have to. And yes, of course, of course right, it, it, it's down to lawyers and all of that to get the truth, to catch people in the lie. But 
with something like this. You know, Rizzy just came out and was like, yeah, I drugged some women and I'll do it again. <laughs> I mean, he did exactly say that, but essentially, you know what I mean? Essentially, people. But yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but no one seems to talk about that aspect of it, right? That we have all of these people just blatantly lying. Just lying. You know, it's kind of crazy. Also, one another thing I feel crazy, right? So there's a piece on the BBC about a couple of synchronized swimmers. Right, and they're saying we're being trolled for our our bodies because we don't have large breasts and we've got small bums, right? You know, because they're like, oh, because you know, they they because when you see gymnasts, right, there's not really any top heavy gymnasts, right, and that's because you're training all the training and everything that you're doing. Right, you change the physiology of your body because you're doing it from such a young age. And people, trust me, don't get me wrong, I have no issue. Like breasts, I, like the thing I find about breasts, right? They are great, right? But there's a there's a point of diminishing returns. You know, I mean? there's only so much you can do with them. Right, so you get to a certain point, and it's just like, you know, well, I mean, there's there's someone had a joke, right? More than a hand size is all is a waste. I forget who said it first, but it's kind of true, you know, kind of true. But also, I think there's that trap, and I've seen a lot of people fall into it, where large breasts equate to the personality. And, and what I mean is, it, it's just like, well, I don't have to do anything because I have these, right? I don't have to perfect my communication skills. I don't have to try and be too nice. I don't have to try and emphasize with you because I got large breasts. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I find that weird. So, man, I don't really care about breast science. Now, uh, and again, it, it mainly comes down to personality, right? That's the thing. It comes down to the personality. You can have the fattest ass, the fattest ass. Woo! You know what I'm saying? You can have a counter back there. I can do your chip on my veg. But, again, it doesn't make a nice person. Now, it is a little freaky, when you just see the back go straight into the legs, because it's just like, what is holding your spine up, man? Like, you know what I mean? That, that's the thing. But, yo, I just find, right, the statement that they are, because it, it kind of makes it seem that they're the only ones. And I'm a bit like, listen, everyone's getting trolled. Everyone is getting trolled online. Now, I ain't saying that these young ladies haven't had some shit thrown down. I'm sure they did. And I'm sure, you know, the things people have thrown at them are from people who are 
out of shape as fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's always insane. When someone who, I mean, let's see it, right? Who's a free. Maybe, right, a free, you know, being nice. Sometimes there's two or one, right? And they are trying to insult someone else who's a, 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 a solid six or seven, right? And they were like, uh, you're ugly. You have a big nose. You have your ears are weird. And be like, yo, <laughs> on my worst day, I am so much better than you, motherfucker. It's just like the people doing the trolling and the people that have nothing going on in their lives a lot of the time who are unhappy as fuck. So you know, you just have to throw it off, and again, it, it, everyone gets it, everyone gets it, man, you know what I mean, so, I, listen, I, I, I think, yes, you should point these things out, but I think it is worrying when these stories are written, and it's, it's kind of like, they're the only ones, like, this person is the only person to ever have this happen to. And I'm just like, yo, you're, you're being engine generous, you know what I'm saying? I Yeah, I realised I butchered that word, but you know what I mean. Right, so, yeah, and also, synchronised swimming is a weird sport. Now, hey, I didn't say it's not a talented sport, because you look at those synchronised swimmers, right? The way they can be underwater for all of that amount of time. And it's, it's, essentially, it's gymnastics underwater, right? I, I look at synchronized swimmers the same as gymnastics. Just that they'd be crazy to do it underwater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be it's like me trying to do jujitsu underwater, right? I mean, it, it'll take the same amount of skill, but I'm a crazy motherfucker for trying to kill myself in doing it. You know what I mean, so that's a crazy thing, and I think part of it is that, right, that they're doing a sport that a lot of people look at and be like, what, what the hell, like, what is this sport, you know what I mean, but who cares, the trollers are fine, because essentially, you know, you, you see these two young ladies, they're not ugly young ladies, right, they're attractive young ladies, and who cares, they've got small breasts and small bum, who cares, now, you know, there's some people that like big breasts and big bums, right, but there's some people that like small breasts and small bums, right, so, the, 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 the fact that we're trying to be like, oh yeah, this could be, a, it's, it's not, it's not an issue, Really is not okay. Um, yo, I think another crazy thing, right? And it's kind of sport related. Was so when England played Germany, right? Obviously, there's a lot of shit getting said, and there's supposedly there was a dad there with his young daughter. I, I, mm, I say young daughter, I don't know, I think she was probably uh, 12 or something, you know what I mean, 
I mean, she wasn't eight. She wasn't a little, little kid. But she, she's young. Right? And, you know, like, everyone was... Yeah, because it's a football game. Right? You're, you're going to see a lot of arseholes up in the spot. And they were saying mean things to her. Right? They were saying mean things to her. But, as we have seen... Football players be, you know what I mean, football fans will say disgusting things to their own players. You know what I mean? But, here's the rub, right? So, I think maybe a picture circulated of this little girl crying. Like, also because her team lost, right? It, she ain't crying just because some Dumbo fans have said shit to her. She's crying because Germany lost the game. That's the big kicker, you know? But, right, so this thing went down, and some numbnut, right? Numbnut in Newport, right? Some dude called Joel Hughes. He started a GoFundMe page, right? And, and, and I think that he's like, show her not everyone in the UK is horrible. I'm like, say what? <laughs> say what the fuck? What are you doing? Right, and this GoFundMe page... Right, he set an initial target of £500, which in itself, crazy, right? It's a, a, a crazy fucking thing, but it raised 36000 £36,000, that's what this fundraising page made, right? And I'm saying to myself, right? We've just, you know, we've had lockdown. I mean, essentially, we're still in it. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's still in it. Yes, there's, things are supposedly going to be easing off. And, you know, I know London is coming out and the UK is coming out on the 19th. Right? But we're still in it. Right? A lot of, loads of people lost their jobs. Right? Some people, their hours went down. No, money's been hit, and you have all these people going, yeah, I've got no money, I'm poor, blah, 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 but motherfuckers can donate money to this, I'm like, what the fuck, now, if old Joel wanted to set up a page, and he was like, listen, why don't we all write something nice, Right, we'll put, you know, write a message and we can create a, a, an online scrapbook and we'll send it to this girl and it'll be a nice thing. You know, just people saying nice things to counteract the mean things that got said. But no, it's let's raise money for her. I'm like, why the fuck would you want to give this person money? Right, I, I feel it makes no sense. And especially coming out of fucking lockdown. You know, because, firstly, I am sure there are a load of kids 
who were in those games, who possibly had a shitty time, right? Who didn't enjoy seeing their teams lost. Maybe someone said some horrible stuff or they saw some horrible stuff, right? They ain't getting money. Like, why? (laughs) Why? It's bananas. And, right, she had some, ooh, she had some mean things said to her. I, 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 like, who knows what was said? I don't know. Because no one knows. Right, but money doesn't counteract mean words. <laughs> like, nice words would be the counter to the mean words. Not money. Right, now, I do respect the fact that the family were like, um, give that money to charity, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just like, yeah, just give the money to UNICEF, man, you know, supposedly it's the girl's favourite charity, I don't know about that either, <laughs> I get the feeling, probably the parents made the choice of the charity, but I'm a bit like, yes, okay, I, I, I respect the fact that they weren't like, Okay, yeah, we're going to take this money. You know what I mean? They, they were just like, give the money to charity. So that was solid. I respect the fuck out of that. But I feel Joel Hughes is a moron. I feel he's a moron. And anyone that donated to this is an idiot. Is an idiot. Right? If old Hughesy wanted to give his own money to the girl, so be it. Right, but yeah, what a bunch of dum dums! Right, you have just come out of lockdown, don't have money, but you're you're willing to give your money away when there is plenty of shit in the UK you could have given your money to. There's homeless problems, there's drug problems, there is so many problems, people. Rather than Oh, someone heard some mean words. Eey. Dum-dums, man. And I think one of the craziest things, right? Now, we're, we're going to jump into the episode. But I just thought this was insane, right? So, the US is pulling out of Afghanistan. Started, oh, a couple of weeks ago, right? I remember reading a piece about one base... Just in the middle of the night, they just dusted. And then the Afghans turned up the next day, and they're just like, it's a ghost town. Like, nothing was here. It was weird. Right? So, that it's already started. There's big spots where they have completely pulled out. Well, I, I saw this piece on ABC, right? And they're talking about how... I I believe it's the end of July, they will start to pull out the Afghans that helped the US. They will, uh, you know, so I think you had to apply for, um, you know, like this immunity thing, right? So all the ones that applied for this thing and got passed, they're going to be pulling them out. At the end of July. And I'm just a bit like. What the fuck? <laughs> like what the fuck is that? That's some crazy ass shit. Like surely. 
when you decide to pull out, those are the people you're taking straight away, along with your peoples, right, because they're gonna get killed, like, as soon as, you know, the, the, the occupying force has gone, the people that help them, they are getting strung up straight away, Straight away, and the fact that yeah, maybe there's still some U.S. Tro- U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan, right? But not to the same level. So, yeah, it's gonna be starting. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen the next day when they realized that oh, they're starting to go, right? So you put together your death squads. You go hunt down the, you know, they would call them, um, oh my god, I had the word, and it synthesizers, synthesizers, sounds like a musical instrument, hmm, but I swear it is synthesizer, synthesize, synthesize, I feel I'm pronouncing the Z, and there's not a Z, right, it should be just a PH, but, you know, people that uh, had empathy for the uh, the fools, for the US. Ah, fuck it, people, you know what the fuck I'm saying. But, yeah, those people, man, they're getting killed. <laughs> they would be getting killed from the giddy-up. And the US are like, oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll grab them at the end of the month. I kind of feel as well, maybe they're doing it like that, because they're just like, we don't want to have to take and repopulate all these people, so, um, if we give it a few weeks, I think maybe we can see about half of them get killed, right, we, we can lower the numbers of the ones we actually have to help, right, I, I, it, that sounds callous, right, but, I kind of feel it's probably something like that. Because why would you leave it so fucking long? Why would you leave it so... It's insane, right? I feel that shit is insane. But, yo, that's what's happening. <laughs> nice move, Joe Biden. <laughs> you know what I mean? These poor motherfuckers in Afghanistan... They salute you. <laughs> but people. Alright, let's get into this week's episode. Um, yeah, obviously we're gonna hit more shit just like this, people. So uh saddle up and let's get going. Well, people, now listen, I have said on previous episodes, right, I've I've, I've talked about this whole taking the knee, taking the knee, and why it's kind of worthless, right, why it doesn't mean anything, in the UK, right, I'm just talking about over here, I think we saw that, right? I think we saw that at motherfucking Wembley the other day. It's insane. It's insane, right? And all the trouble and the craziness that we saw 
I don't know why anyone's surprised. Right? I don't know why anyone's surprised. Just the, what, a couple of years ago, right? So it would have been in 2019, um, I believe, if I remember correctly, right? There was a an international game. I'm not sure if it was just, if it was a friendly or part of the qualifiers for Europe, but England fans, I think they beat up um, a, a, a foreign fan, they, you know, the game was in that country, they went and they beat them up at a train station, something like that, it was pretty, wasn't good, right, it wasn't good, but every international game, shit happens, Shit happens. It, it's not the first time people have tried to storm a game and get in without tickets. Like, this is shit that always takes place. Right? So now, when you look at the fact that, right, you know, tickets were hard to come by, you weren't meant to travel, just all of these different things, knowing what these people's do just on a normal basis think what they will do after being locked in their homes for a year right it's gonna get gully and it did right but all of that shit you could predict it you could have worked out okay it could get messy right it's messy usually it could be worse Right, we need this level of police supervision at the spot. Right, we need to take these precautions. And they did not. They didn't do it. Didn't do it. Which is insane. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's just like you have them taking a knee at the beginning of the game. And then people make a mistake. Miss a penalty. And then... They are called all manner of things. And that is my issue. That's why I can't go to football. Right? Because I remember, right? So the games I went, it was when Ian Wright was still playing. You know, Michael Thomas. We had, like, so many fucking great black players. Along with just all the other great players like Tony Adams. Ray Mercer, you know, Ray, no, Ray Parler, Paul Mercer, right, all of that, all the players, incredible, and a lot of those players were black, right, I think that was a huge thing, like, black, the Arsenal just had so many great black players, right, and one minute, when they're scoring goals, and everyone's cheering, and all of this, while, right, while calling the opposition's black players, you know, all the words, all the big words, you know, which you're just like, wait, what do you do? Do you understand what you are doing right now? You know, it's, it's just baffling. But then if the Arsenal black player made a mistake, right, missed a tackle, Missed a shot on goal, just anything. Then suddenly, them big words get turned on that player, their own player, right? And this isn't just an Arsenal thing. This is a thing just 
across the motherfucking country. Right? It is horrible. It's a horrible thing. You know? I I've said it before. I got chased out of a fucking football station with no one. No one trying to help. And right, remember here, this people. At the time, I was what, like, I think I was like 13, 14, something like that, right? And I'm getting chased by grown men, <laughs> like motherfucking skinheads, grown men, chased all the way to the tube station. It was not a good look, right? Wasn't good, wasn't good, but managed to jump on a train and escape, right? But that shit happened, now, right, so, these are things that happen, these are things that happen, and we were told, we were told before, that, you know, the FA, the Premier League, they're, make, they're looking to make all of these changes, and anyone that makes remarks, they're getting banned from games, that's what we had been told, right, but now, now it's suddenly um you know the the prime minister old numbnuts johnson he's come out and said oh yeah people that make racist remarks will be banned from games and you're just like yeah but we've been told this and clearly it's not happened right you know I mean like this is a promise that had been made a few years ago but Clearly, it has not happened. So, why are we meant to believe it now? Right? Why are we meant to believe it now? And this has been my my thing about the t- whole whole knee. Right? It it it's not a single thing. Like, just taking a knee before a game, it means nothing unless you are doing the other shit around it. And I believe this shows they ain't been doing shit around it. They just thought, oh, if we haven't taken a knee, that will solve the issue. Like, it solves nothing. Because anyone can do it. Right, anyone can do these little bullshit actions that make you look good, but there's there's nothing real behind it. Right, there's nothing real behind it. The real stuff is if someone is sitting next to you shouting big words, what do, what are you doing? You know what I mean? What I, and I'm not talking about right a group of huge motherfuckers like there's like twenty of them and there's you on your own. Obviously, in a situation like that, you need to keep your mouth shut because you will get beaten. You say anything, you're gonna get beaten. Right? So I understand there's situations where you might not say a thing, but if it's just one person, right? One person. What are you going to say? Right? That's where the shit comes down to, people. It's like, what do you do when you know, your boss at work or someone at work makes big word remarks? 
Alright, does some bullshit. What do you do? You know, do you say something? Do you tell the person who this shit was against? Hey, if you want to use me as a reference in a complaint, I've got your back, man. I've got your back. Right, I saw everything that happened. I've documented it. I will send you the email. But yeah, mention my name. I got you. Like, are you doing that? What are you doing? Because what we have seen, you know, what the what the football motherfuckers are doing ain't shit. Ain't enough, man. Ain't enough. Right, but I will say again. Did anyone really think, did anyone really think, right, that this wouldn't happen? Because, you know, I thought it was pretty fucking clear, like, this shit would happen. But I did think the penalty situation, when, like, you hear about it, you do wonder, right, because it's like, them three boys that took the penalties at the end. There was more experienced players. So you'd just be like, why didn't they step up and take the penalty? Yuri, why are you leaving it to the, like, these motherfuckers? It's crazy. It's crazy. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Right? And Twitter, Facebook, all of them peoples, right? They... You know, they've got their weird policies, right? They will take someone's post down for something that is nonsensical. Ugh, my words, man. Like, they're, they're taking down random bullshit for no real reason. But when you have, like, clear racist posts now there is a big difference between someone saying something and a racist post understand that right you can clearly see the difference you know and also you can look on someone's timeline and you can see that they've done a lot of certain shit right so there's that now those people they're not doing much Yo, know, like, when you can ban Trump, but you you don't do a lot about people doing shit like this. Yo, know, you've got people like Chrissy Teigen admitting to bullying, right? And I think her, 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 her post probably clearly showed she was bullying, right? So, they're the people... That if you're really, you know, you're going, oh, we're going to make, we're, we're looking to do this, we're looking to do, they're the people you need to ban, right? The people doing the real bullshit. But I'm not talking about disagreements. Disagreements ain't shit. Everyone will disagree. But I am talking about the vile shit. The real vile Horrible, horrendous shit. And like, that's the stuff. I'm not talking about someone making a joke. I'm not talking about someone asking a question. But I'm talking about 
when you know listen i don't even need to say the shit you know the shit people you know the shit that's what I'm talking about, the death threats, and I'm, the real death threats, people, not the, the stupid shit that people say, I'm not about the real stuff, although I don't believe it, they, something, these motherfuckers will follow through, but I'm like, there's stuff that people say that it is so egregious, so egregious, and you know, I'm all about freedom of speech, people saying certain shit, but here's a rub, if you're talking about your clear, you're cleaning up a game, you're making all of these changes, you know, we're, we're seeing all these fucking stupid adverts on BT, of just people in a weird coloured kit, and we're like, United! And you think, well, oh, that's, that's it, that's enough, that's enough, that ain't shit, ain't shit, look, you can criticise a player, I have no issue, you because they make a lot of money, right, so if you shout out, that was bullshit, what do you call that, you fucking waster, you know, shit like that, boom, Go at it. Have your fun. But it, it doesn't have to get anything from that. Right? Doesn't have to get anything from that. And when you see the difference of what is said to a black player and then a white player. That's when it gets funky, man. That's when it gets funky. So all of these, you know, bodies, the FA, the Premier League. And a prime minister, all of these fuckeries motherfuckers trying to claim that they're doing all of this stuff. Please, man, try harder, you fucking motherfuckers, because you are full of shit. And hey, I believe this shows how much shit you are full of. All right, it's to the brim, son. To the brim. Now, listen. There is racist remarks. And then there's just remarks. Right? And we need to be clear about those. Because I do think it's weird. Right? That Natalie Elpicky. Maybe that's how you say it. She's a Tory MP for Dover and Deal, right? She had to issue an apology because she said stuff about Marcus Rashford. And I'm a bit like, yeah, she's fine to say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, you can say, oh, it's a dick move, right? I mean, hmm, actually. Actually, you know, in all, you know, all thoughts of equality and all of that, I shouldn't say it's a dick move. I should say it's a, it's a vag move, right? You could say that, right? But that's it. You know, like, you can have an opinion. You can have an opinion of what you have seen and... 
you know, your theory on why it might have happened. That is fair. But once you start bringing race, gender, all of that into it, that's when it gets fuckeries. And she didn't do that. I mean, she didn't do that. So it's kind of like you can say it. You know, and um, yeah, I just find this whole situation a little bit weird. Like Labour trying to, uh, you know, jump on the bandwagon and get clout for, you know, what she said. It's weird, right? So, you know, the, the penalties were missed. And she sent a message to a private group, right, to a a private group, and um, said, they lost, would it be un, would it be ungenerous to suggest Rashford should have spent more time perfecting his game and less time playing politics? That's it. That's all she said to a private group. So, firstly, someone in your little group is a dirty little snitch. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, okay, if you didn't agree with what she said, just call her out. Right? Just be like, Natalie, come on, man. It's only a game. Or, Natalie, shut the fuck up. Like, have you ever stood in front of 70,000 people and tried to score, you know, a, a, a penalty or in the final of a, a huge tournament? Have you? No? Shut up, Natalie. Or, hey, I saw you give a speech in the House of Commons and you stumbled every motherfucking word. So, I don't think you can talk, alright? You know what I mean? Do that. Don't leak it to the newspapers, you fucking bitches. Jesus. I don't even know what's wrong with people. But, listen, as a comment, that is fine. Right? You're you're allowed to say that. You're allowed to voice, you know, your disdain, your disappointment. So, what the fuck? What the fuck? But yeah, she uh, issued an apology, <laughs> which I'm just like, ugh. And so she said, um, I applaud the England team who gave their rule in Euro 2020. Last night, I shared the frustration and heartbreak of millions of other England fans. I regret messaging privately a rash reaction about Marcus Rashford's missed penalty and apologise to him for any suggestion that he is not fully focused on his football. I'm like, you said it privately. Right? You didn't go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, what other other platform, TikTok, whoever, who cares? You didn't go on any of them and say this. So, no apology needed. You read, like, and it's not a crazy statement. It's not a crazy, now, as I said, it's petty, right? It's petty, but 
so many petty things are said. If we are going to have to apologise for every petty thing, I think most of the day is going to be apologies, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most of the day is going to be apologies. Oh, my days. And, uh, yeah, as I said, to get a little clout... Angela Rayner, deputy Labour leader, said, while the country was commiserating with our great team, Tory MPs were sneering at the inspirational players and step who stepped up to feed hungry kids when they voted to leave them without food. I'm like, well, I mean, no, they didn't pay for kids to eat. They, they just... Took it to the Prime Minister. You know what I mean? Let, let's be clear what happened. Right? And you can see... Listen, what you say is inspirational. Other people might go, meh. But, listen, you can look at that. Right? You can look at the England football team and go, Hey, that meant a lot to me. That, that I was inspired by that. I can say, I don't really care. Neither is wrong, neither is right Right? It's someone's opinion And it's fair to have that opinion I wouldn't bother going at fucking Angela Rayner And go, you're wrong, ho You need to shut the fuck up What are you doing? Yeah, I'm not doing that Because I don't care You know what I mean? Like Unless you are saying something just horrible. You know what I mean? You're being foul. If you're not doing that, you are free to say what you are. You are free to issue your praise. You're free to issue your dismay. All right. So let's not play games because there is real shit. Happening, as you can see, people, there is some horrendous shit happening. So let's just call it on the meh shit, right? On the stuff that doesn't mean anything because you are taking up bandwidth and you're being petty little motherfuckers. So let's stop. You often hear about um, countries getting criticised for their immigration policies, right? I know the UK gets criticised, the States gets criticised. There's a few, right? There's a few. Now, kind of feel Australia, man, people need to take a look at what they do because... There's a recent incident which is pretty crazy, right? So, um, gosh, I'm gonna say you pronounce his name Cade, Cade Cooper, right? He's a uh, a, a rugby player. He's played um, a numerous times for the Wallabies, right? It's rugby union people. Um, I I think he's got like 70 caps, right, for the country, played and won two World Cups, so 
pretty big. You know, like he he was playing for them between two thousand and eight and two thousand and seventeen. So a decent length of career. He still plays. I believe he's playing in Japan now. Well, playing for a Japanese team. You know, but right. So you know, during this period, Australia was very dominant. You know, they'd won the Five Nations. You know. They, um, not the Five Nations, no, not that one. There's a, gosh, what's the other one called? I forget. There's another competition, small, like, little kind of competition. They won that. You know, they're very good. But Cooper, he was actually born in New Zealand. You know, but he, he moved to Australia at the age of 13 and lived there ever since. So that's why he was able to play for the national team. Now, he's um he recently applied for citizenship and it was turned down. Right? But this is the second time he's applied. The second time he's applied and been turned down. Right? After representing the country numerous occasions, you know, as I said, look, winning a couple of World Cups, he also wasn't allowed to play in the Rio Olympics, right, because they said he didn't have Australian citizenship, but I'm a bit like, listen, how the fuck can you let someone play for your national team, represent your country, right, represent your fucking country, and you won't give them citizenship, that is baffling, right, you kind of feel that that should automatically give you citizenship, especially when you've made 70 um, appearances, You've won high-level competitions. You know, there, there should be a thing where, hey, you play for this amount or you achieve this and, yeah, that that extradites your application process. The other thing being as well, how are you letting someone rep you if they don't have citizenship? That seems very fucking iffy. You know what I mean? That that just seems like the ringer situation. You know what I mean? Like if someone's having a pickup game of uh, basketball, you're know, a kick around a five aside football, maybe, right? And you're picking teams, and then one team they pick some person. You're like, we don't recognize this dude from the block. Like, what's going on here? And it, then at the end, after you've been whooped, you find out motherfucker plays professionally, right? That's the same thing, essentially, what Australia have done here. It is pretty off-key. Pretty off-key, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> like, you'd say... 
Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play for the national team again. But from all accounts, he doesn't play for the national team. He's kind of retired, right? But it's just like, damn, <laughs> it's so harsh. You know what I mean so harsh that like you're turning a dude down after all of that. Now they say right that to um. You know, to get citizenship, right, you have to represent Australian values. That's the most important thing for them. Well, I I kind of feel <laughs> doing what Cooper has done represents Australian values. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't, what the fuck does, man? You know what I mean? It's uh, it's a little insane. It's a little insane. So, if you want to moan about you know, um, you know, immigration policies, I I I think you need to, you know, look at what Australia are doing because that people that takes the biscuit for sure. Maybe the Anzac biscuit. <laughs> So I find this really interesting, right? So, hmm, huh, yeah, I just realised, I don't actually know how to pronounce her name. Is it Dua Lipa? Jupalipe? Actually, there's no P. So, Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa? I don't know. The singer people, you know. The uh, cousin of Rita Ora, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I believe they're related. Um, but yeah, Dua Lipa. I'm just going to say Dua Lipa, right? You know the fuck I'm talking about. So let's go. Right, now, she posted an image to her Instagram. And she's being sued for it. Right? Now, it's the, the image is from 2019 of her at an airport, right? And, right, so, the the company, I guess, that commissioned the photographer to take that photo. Now, it's paparazzi, right, so it's not from a photo shoot, but it's integral images, right? They're, they're suing her. They're saying that she made money from the photo, which I do believe that is hard to quantify, Right, because they're suing her for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Which is a hundred and eight thousand pounds. Hey, and you're just like, um, okay, right? How do you think she's making money from that photo? You know, because it, it's not showing her. I, you know, I would say. Right, a photo of her on stage in a concert, right? That gives people an idea of the performance they could get to see. Right, the, a photo of her in a studio album, photo of her with her album, you know, anything like that. You can be like, okay, that that definitely could suggest to people, right, to go and purchase that thing. 
that could do that to buy tickets to see her live, you know, buy her album, single, whatever, whatever, whatever. A photo of her just standing there at an airport, not so much, not so much, right? She's not holding any products, anything like that. So, you know. I know what you're talking about, right? Like, I, I'd say that if, you know, what she's wearing, you can clearly see labels, right? And maybe if it's a brand that she promotes, you could be like, oh, yes, that's going to make her money from, because people see, you know, those particular, but from what I can tell, that's not really a thing in the photo. So you wonder, all right, what, where do they get that mount from, right, how are they claiming she made money from the photo, but, and here's the other thing, they're saying she stole that photo, she stole that photo, and she's not allowed, how dare she, her, the dirty thief, but, I'm kind of like, well, isn't what the paparazzi do then stealing? Because it, it's not like they ask, can we take that photo? They just take the photos. Right? Now, she might say, what, you know, like, there might be one paparazzi person that she likes, and they're like, oh, duper. Can we take a picture? And she might turn to them. But then all the others will be snapping their cameras too. Now, she didn't verbally say to them, you can take photos of me, people. They just take the photo. So wouldn't you say that that technically is then theft? You know, if you were calling her posting an image from said paparazzi, as theft, wouldn't you just say, well, wouldn't you say the taking of the photo is then theft, right, because they're placing it in their publication, or on their platform, and they will monetize that page, or use it to sell the magazine, paper, periodical, whatever, whatever, so they're making money from her, taking photos of her. So, yeah, it seems a little odd. <laughs> You're to be suing when technically what you are doing isn't overly legit. Right? I don't know, people. I might be wrong. But that's what it kind of seems like to me. You know? I, yeah, I, I don't know, I might be missing something, but it does seem like a rocky road, <laughs> to, to do that sort of thing, now, if I'm doing any sort of photo shoot at an event, right, I have to get uh, consent forms from anyone involved, Right, which always makes it difficult. So that's why I always like to throw the consent at before the event. Right, so you say, okay, during the event we're taking photos, and um, you know, you coming 
indicates your willingness to be used in those photos, right? You write something like that, you make it clear, but you also say, if you don't want to be in a photo that is out, email and let us know, right? So you're not being a complete arsehole, but it's like, listen, we're taking photos at this event, we're taking video, so you coming, you know this, we're making this clear, Right, that's what we have to do. Or, as said, you, you know, contact everyone that might be in a photo and say, can we use this image? But, you don't, as far as I'm aware, the paparazzi don't, you know, they're not calling up Jupiter and going, hey, uh, we took some photos of you coming out of a restaurant at three in the morning. Are we allowed to use those photos? No, they're just putting those photos up. So, yeah, I mean, it's like complaining about something when you do the same thing, it's a little hypocritical. It's a little hypocritical, and I would be very interested to see how anyone rules, because they want this to go to court. They're calling for a jury trial, which you're just like, Jesus Christ, you, what's wrong with you? Like, why do you want to waste all that time? Um, you know what I mean? It's crazy. So, yeah, I would be very interested to see where this goes, because the paparazzi, I mean, like, They've been doing some shiesty shit of late. I mean, they always do some shiesty shit, right? But, uh, yeah, people have been calling them out. So, I don't know if a jury's going to have much love for them. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that's what's going down. Okay, people. So, on this week's Chin Check... We are looking ahead to the weekend's fun. We got LFA on Friday and UFC on Saturday. I think we've got LFA on Sunday as well. So it's a packed one. It's going to be fun. So people, hey, go check out Chin Check. All right? Go tell your friends. Go subscribe. All of that jazz. But let's get back to the episode. There's been a few Resident Evil anime things hitting um, Netflix recently, right? I I recently watched a um, a film. I think it was called Vendetta, something like that, right? And it was okay, you know, it passed the hours, you know, in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. So, um... Yeah, I when the TV series Infinite Darkness hit, I thought, you know what, could be worth a look, right? Could be worth a look. So this is from director Aikiru Hasumi. It is written by Hasumi and Shugomoto. Uh, it's produced by... Hirarusu Shinora. Uh, music is from uh, Yugo Kano. It is four episodes. 
right? English language, so uh, yeah, no, don't have to do a pesky subtitles. And the gist of it is this: set between the events of Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Five, the series takes place in two thousand and six after a hacking incident. Is uncovered at the White House. Leon S. Kennedy is ordered to investigate the incident, but he encounters zombies when the White House is targeted in a mysterious attack. He later meets Claire Redfield, who's been investigating a strange drawing made by a child refugee while working on a terror save led mission to oversee. Construction of a welfare facility So um, Yeah I mean that's the gist of it And I mean the graphics The animation is very good Right it does look pretty good People's walking though It is the oddest thing It does look a bit like They've either got A stick up their ass. You know what I mean? Or they're shitting themselves, right? They just walk in this really weird fashion, right? They've been able to get a lot of things down, you know, realistic animation, all of that. But it's just the walking throws it, you know? All the other actions are pretty good, like doing rolls and some of the fighting. But the walking, yeah, that seemed to really be the bug. Now, in the first episode, as mentioned, right, there's an attack on the White House, which is fine, but it is kind of all done in just a few moments, right? It seems like it's this big thing, but then it's over, right, which just feels a little odd, Right, something like that, you'd think it would be part of the whole series. The whole series should be kind of focused around that. And not necessarily just in the White House, but they're looking into how the hell this happened, right? Because, you know, it's the White House, right? If anyone attacked any house of power in any country, you would think it would be a big deal, right, so that was, that seemed a little bit odd, right, in, in this, and then the series, right, so it goes in all of these different directions, and we're on a submarine, right, and you're like, wait, what, (laughs) what's happening now, right, so you understand that there's this conspiracy and all of this going on, but to throw them on a train, a, a sub, a subterrane, submarine, uh, a submarine, right? To throw them on this going to China, it was like, yeah, that just seemed really rushed. It, it it really seemed like this rushed situation and a little bit odd, right? But they're they're on this, and <clears throat> Leon he he notices um that the oh gosh what's this guy's name? He was like the savior of Panang, 
something like that, right? He he walks past him, and um, I think Jason, I think that was his actual name, right? He's uh, doing something, right? He he and he looks ill, but then you just have Leon, just you know. Ignore it and be like, oh, okay. And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> you wouldn't ignore that, right? You've just been in a situation where there are zombies all over the place, right? Just escaped with your life. Yo, you're around a president. And then this guy is acting weird. And you wouldn't think, hmm, that... People, that could be problematic. I probably should look into that. It 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 was, yeah, a little bit. Hmm. Are like you looking and be like, come on, man? Someone's gonna look in. Like you, you, you're not letting that pass, right? That's not a situation that you could be like, okay, yeah, you know, I think we'll leave it. These w- weird things happen. Yeah, odd things go down every now and again. You know, just, yeah, not not the smartest of moves. And there's just a load of these throughout the episodes. You know, I, I don't know why, right? And I think, like, the episodes are short, right? About 25 minutes, half an hour. And you you kind of think that, Maybe, but like it's four episodes, so make them longer. Make the episodes longer so what we're watching doesn't seem rushed. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, give us a little bit more meat on the bone here. Really just flesh out those stories. Make them more fulfilling. You know, because this really does feel like we're getting a skeleton. You know, like, there is more story floating around, but we're not privy to it. That's what it kind of, uh, you know, felt like. Because we're getting all these flashbacks to a time in the war where it just seems like it was just this shady mission. Right, so you, we get these flashbacks, which again, like it doesn't necessarily. You do kind of feel like this story is. It it does seem a little bit hapdash, you know. You know like, we're meant to believe that oh, a boy drew this scene, right, and and this is going to suddenly lead into, and you're like, I don't know. Don't know. I'm not sure I buy all of this. <laughs> not sure I buy it. And you have like people that are meant to be friends and like you know just not sharing information, just acting. And you're just like, eh, nah, nah. This this is too. Yeah, too odd. Too odd in. So, um, I don't know, people, right, it's there, it's on, it's on Netflix, it looks good, right, it did really look good, but I just thought the film, 
right? That that kind of had a better plot for me. You know, like this this just didn't seem to. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't seem to carry the same weight. Right, I I I just figured that it could have been a better story. Unfortunately, you know, I, I I did feel that yeah, we it was a little let down. You know, I'm just like ah, we've seen better, man. We've seen better. You know, but I guess if you know, I because I haven't played the games, right? I I did pick up. Gosh, it was when I got a PlayStation. Mm, I think it might have been when I got the PlayStation 2. And I did get one of the games. And it graphics looked incredible. Looked it like you started off. Um, I think you, you had a great cut scene and you drive and you're you, the police van car crashes and you're just in the thick of zombies. Right? But I couldn't see <laughs> what was going on. So I never got out of the first few seconds of the game. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking this game back. Right? So, I mean, maybe if you're uh, an avid player of the games. Right? I think then this might hold more for you. You know, there, there might be more to it. You know, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of do feel that it will probably make a lot more sense if you've played the games, you know, but for me, mm, for someone just coming in fresh, it, it, it doesn't carry the same punch, so, yeah, that's what I would say, if you're a fan of Resident Evil, then, uh, yeah, I think this new TV show on Netflix might be um, a little sign for you. Otherwise, you might be a little bit baffled. Okay, people. So this week, man, I, I keep on seeing Mike Truck, right? He's got a number of books out. And, um, yeah, there was a sale on Audible. So I, uh, I figured I would give... Something can go because you know, with this much, I thought, hey, if I like it, there's a lot of stuff to you know get lost in. So, I picked up book one of the Shadow Rogue series, Rise of the Shadow Rogue, and this is read by Ryan West. So, this is the uh, this is a little breaky down. Betrayal cuts deepest when someone you love wields the knife. For Kellick, a once rising star, a pork glooms guild of thieves, it also leaves him floating in the bay, bleeding out and without hope or allies. Saved by an urchin and healed by a disgraced saint, Kellick is consumed by a single desire. To find out why his guild master ordered him cut down moments after passing his initiation trial. Burning with injustice, Kellick recruits a number of gorgeous rogues to his side. Fallen assassins, dark elf witches and unnervingly polite necromancers. 
Together they journey through the shadowy underbelly of Port Gloom in pursuit of bloody revenge. Daring to fare impossible odds and uncover the grim truth. Not only the reason for the guild's unnatural monopoly on crime, but why this guild master might have been justified in ordering his death after all. Now, it's funny because I didn't read the description of the book, right? But it then goes on to say, um, Rise of the Shadow Rogue is an 18 plus audiobook intended for mature listeners. It contains graphic sex, medieval violence and nudity. People swear, betray their loved ones, set each other on fire, seduce each other, and are scared witless by abysmal horrors. Most importantly, you'll meet gorgeous, powerful women, some capable of twisting the very fabric of fate, others of tearing a man in half with their bare hands, all are willing to enter unconventional, polyamorous harem relationships, if it means helping Kellick achieve justice, and with this many powerful women on his side, he just might stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can say it was a bit of a surprise coming across the first sex scene. And it's not like there's you know, there's not sex in other books, but I think, you know, there's certain authors who write horrible sex scenes. Like, they're weird and just, they're very odd, right? And um, Mike Truck definitely jumps onto that list. Oh, man, I, I thought the, um, fuck, I can't remember the dude. He wrote the Lost Fleet series, you know, Dauntless and all of those books, um, his sex scenes are horrendous. <laughs> They're horrendous. And Mike Truck, I will say he's he's seemed like someone who has never had sex. That's how they read. Right? They're in they're insane. They're ridiculous. Right? It, it, it's all this ugh. You know, like um I'm thrusting into her, and as she explodes, her juices all over my dick, I then come as well. You know, it's just like, ugh. <laughs> oh, no. What the fuck is this? What is this? Right? You have some near-rape scenes, then becoming these intimate love affairs. It was just like, what? And the thing about, that, that, that is such a joke, right? He's like, um, in that description, right? It says, all are willing to enter unconventional, polyamorous, harem relationships. And it's just like, um, that's not how it reads. <laughs> that's not how it reads, right? It's, you know, it, it's never kind of put that these women... Know that he's fucking all the others, right? It, it, it's just, I mean, there's one that does, but you just have every woman throwing themselves at him 
And it's a bit like, really? <laughs> like, really? You're, you've got a dark elf. Like, there's a, a troll, a half troll, who in the book is like, oh, yeah, she's this me. She's huge and she's powerful and all of this. And, um, you know, it's like, I think someone says, oh, yes, she's very particular about her lovers. You know, she's... And then all of a sudden she picks him. And you're just like, oh, no. Oh, no. You, I mean, there's the, I think in that part, it's like, um, you know, she's like, she pins her up against the wall, and she's doing all of this, and then it's just like, and Kellick, oh, he grabs her, and then forces himself inside of her, right, but, it, and, and it's usually done maliciously, he thrusts in, and, you know, making her scream, <laughs> You're just like, oh, what? Like, what the fuck is this? This is, you, like, one woman, he's got, um, you know, she licks down his shaft, taking him into her mouth, and then after a while, he grabs her head and throat fucks her. You're just like, oh, no, like, really? Really, truck? That's that's what you're doing here. It, it it just it reads so infantile, right? Just the just the way it's all described and broken. It it really does. Like the first one, you have the woman like she you know, she just finds out this bad news and she's just like, I just need you, Kellick. We're both adults, and tonight. I just need to feel, I just need to feel so, and, ah, uh, you just wanted to throw up, you just like, oh, fuck off, <laughs> it's just so bad, oh, my God, they're just so bad, you know, but, listen, the story wasn't too bad, right, the, the story itself, it wasn't too bad, but I think it's the way it's executed, which is the main issue, I, I, I believe with it, you know, because I think stories of betrayal and all of that, it, you know, it's fine, right, we've, we've come across them a lot in, um, fantasy and sci-fi, and just in all genres, really, but, yeah, this one, it's just, you know, he's got a best friend who goes missing and then he finds and then runs off. And then nothing else. Nothing else on the best friend. Right? Just the fact that the friend ran off just seemed weird. Right? So I don't know if in a future book they explain it and it's like, oh, they were kidnapped or they were forced to, you know, something happens. Maybe. I don't know. But it was just that story thread. It just seemed an odd one. You've then got him. Like. We're introduced to him as just a thief. Right. A gutter rap. 
And he, you know, he's been doing this for a while, so he goes through his initiation, which everyone goes on. It's not like, oh, only the best to chose. No, like people are chosen to do this. In you, once you get to a certain point, you do the initiation. If you fail, you fail. If you succeed, you succeed. You know what I mean? And that's how we're introduced to him. But then, as the book goes on, he's suddenly like great at everything. Yeah, and you're like. Wait, what? You know what I mean? He, he becomes great at everything. At sword fighting, at shooting arrows, at, you know, you're just like planning attacks and wars and all of this kind of guffing. And you're just like, okay. So you're, you're telling us this young thief can now do all of this stuff. All of this stuff. And every woman he comes across wants to drop their drawers to him. That's what we're that's what we're doing here. Right? Ugh. So we have that. You then have, you know, there is some planning, right, involved with some of the stuff that goes down. Right? Some of the battles and stuff, they are planned out. But then it's like, and then everything just goes wrong. And you're like, okay. But the fights, it, it, it's done in such a way where it's just like, oh no, all the big characters are taken out straight away. So it's just an injured Kellick having to, and... You know, it's just like, oh, by luck, this happened. And, oh, by luck, that happened. Miraculously, the person slipped as they were. And you're just like, what? Like, so this whole thing is just luck. Luck. And you're just, come on, man. That like, you can't set something up and then go, oh, and it succeeds through luck. It's just... Ugh. And the amount of times main characters are grievously injured, grievously injured, but they, you know they're healed again, right? The whole healing is a bit douce machinery, you know what I mean? Because you you have this person and they can heal. Now there is a bit where oh well you know once she gets drained then she can't heal for a while and ah you know but she's able to heal all the main characters. All the time, over and over again, and you just start to roll your eyes. You know what I mean? You start to roll your eyes like, "Ah, oh, come on, man, come on!" Like you can't just keep on doing this, right? Because it, it just makes it all a bit pointless. You know, you just like, well. Why read this? Because I know you're going to have this guy do this and survive this and get to this point, right? It, it all becomes just a little bit much, you know what I mean? Which is uh, kind of ludicrous, right? It's kind of ludicrous. You have also, there's this bit where Kellick is reprimanding one character for something that she does. Now, the thing she does is connected to something else, which he's 
begged her to do. Right? And you're like, well, you're you've you know you've asked her to do this thing. So you can't really moan about this other thing. Also with the fact that you know he there's a bit in it where he's like, oh, I seem to be able to convince people with my words. And then it's like, you should sleep with me. You're, and you're just like, how the fuck can you moan at this one person, but you're manipulating <laughs> these women into sex all the time? You know what I mean? Like, even the weird necromancer, they have that. You know, it's just like, oh, she's, she starts to rub her wetness against my leg. And then she pulls my cock out and starts to rub herself on it. Oh, and again, and, uh, and you just, uh, shut up. Shut up, you infantile weirdo. Oh, my God. It, 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 it's just, it's crazy. It is so crazy. And the end. Like, I think as you're reading the book, you're suspecting that it's going to go to a certain place. Right? The revelation's going to be this thing. Now, what the end revelation is, it's slightly different, but it's still basically what you'd imagine. You know, regarding Kellick. Right, and it, you know, it's just yeah. There's no surprises. There are no surprises whatsoever in this book. But um, you know, <laughs> there's four of them. There's four books in this series, and everyone seems to love it. Right when when you look on Goodreads and Audible and Amazon, yeah, no, they, these people are loving this book series. Uh, it, it's weird when you're reading reviews from all these guys going, "Oh yeah, the sex was amazing. Oh man, it was so intimate and passionate." And oh, I really loved the fact that you captured. Oh, I'm really into the harem set. You're just like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> God, woo! So there, there's an audience for everything, people. There is an audience for everything. <laughs> uh, this was not for me. It wasn't for me. There was at one point I was like, I could probably get past the shitty sex if the story's good. But then, as you know, when it finishes, just like, nah, I hate this. <laughs> I hate the way this is written. So, yeah, this isn't for me, but trust. Listen. Uh, It's hard to think of anything kind of similar. Just in the way it's written. But, um, yeah, a lot of people do love it, though. You know? So, like, there's plenty of bad books I've read and come across. None with the, the weird kinky graphic sex in them, you know, but if if that's your thing, then, yeah, alright, maybe Rise of the Shadow Rogue will speak to you, (laughs) but I said, look, there's four books in this series, and he's got 
a few others. So if you dig this kind of thing, Mike Truck is an author that has plenty, plenty of material for you. So there you go, people. It's on Audible, Rise of the Shadow Rogue, and it's read by Ryan West. Okay, people, so we are drawing to a close on another episode. Before we do, let's take a look at the news on the small screen. So, um, the first season hasn't even hit yet, but stars have already handed out a second season renewal to Raising Canaan. That's Power Book you know, the um, 1991 prequel to uh, Power, you know, where um, I think our, our main character, um, McKay Curtis, is 15 in this one. No, sorry, Kanan is 15 and he's played by McKay uh, Curtis. Brr. Yes, so there we go. Um, you know, it, it, as I said, look, the season one hasn't hit yet. It hits on the 18th of July. So, you know, it shows they've got faith in it. So, uh, Sasha Penn is um, still going to be the showrunner for season two. So, you can look forward to that one, people. Now, I have to say, I'm not mad at this bit of news, right? Remember last year at the start of all the crazy Tiger King hit Netflix and it was huge, right? So then everyone started talking about them making their their uh, versions of it, their live action versions, you know? Amazon was one of them and Nicolas Cage was going to be playing Joe Exotic, which, you know... Cage is weird and crazy, so obviously he could pull off the role, but it's just like, do we really need this shit, right? I think HBO has another one planned from Carol Baskin's point of view, but Amazon have come out and they have cancelled the series, which, boy, yeah, I'm like, we we don't really need it, right? We don't really need it, so... You know, I am not mad at this disappearing. Um, so in other news, if you are a fan of um, 19, gosh, when would this have been? Like the nine, no, 80s, right? 80s cartoons. You might remember Silverhawks. Aha. Well. People, if you were a fan, it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, like uh, a lot of these old franchises, yes, yeah, Silverhawks is coming back, right? Um, yeah, it's essentially getting brought by the, the Nacelle company, right? They've managed to pick up the rights. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be bringing it back to our screens. No word of when it's going to be launching or anything like that. But, you know, 
you have that to look forward to now something else to look forward to right so you know they've talked about this for a little while right so um oh gosh what's the woman's name Ava DuVernay, isn't it? I believe it is. Hmm. I think it is. Yeah, it's Ava DuVernay. She's um, adapting DMZ. Haha. Yeah, it was a, a, a Vertigo comic book series. Well, it's because the, the, the comic book followed Matty, right? The, the journalist. This version, which is coming to HBO, it's it's going in a slightly different direction because it is following um, a doctor, right? A a, a young lady um, who's a medic, right? A medic in the DMZ, and she's desperately searching for a lost son. While contending with gangs, militia, and warlords, all the while saving lives along the way. So, um, yeah, they've added to their cast, right? So, um, we've got Retina Wesley, uh, Mammy Goma, Nora Dunn, Henry G. Sanders, Venus Arrayal, Jade Wu. Ray Gagagos, Agam Darashi, and um, Joani Felix have all joined the cast. So, um, hey, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm curious how they adapt it. I wonder what Brian Wood, um, what his thoughts are, and if he's playing any role in the whole thing. But yeah. I'm kind of, I'm definitely interested, definitely interested, um, now, the Mandalorian, Mandalonian, the Mandalorian, right, it, it's up for a whole host of Emmys, I believe, and, um, yeah, it seems, you know, we're gonna have to wait a little while for season three, but on the 25th of August, we are getting another special episode looking at the series right so there's already i mean there's like two um one looking at season one one looking at season two like the gallery episodes and we're getting another one of those okay so um it says it's going to focus on the second season finale and showcase how they pulled off showing a young Luke Skywalker showing up and saving the day. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that should be interesting, right? You know what I mean? I, I, I think these kind of things are... Um, yeah, it is very... Like, it's just intriguing, right? How you get to see how it all comes together and all of that. Because, boy, there's a lot of crazy work that goes into these things. So, hey, mark that down. 25th of August. And, um, you know, I haven't got into it yet. But Loki has been handed a second season. So, it just finished on Wednesday. 
right? Today. Um, but yes, it's been renewed, which is all good. Um, I'm going to be looking into that one. So I think I might bring it to you next week. We will see. It'll be a feasible um, reality situation. But um, yes, we will see. But people, that is us. We are done. And we will see you next Wednesday. Peace.